Hello, and welcome to this podcast from Consider This. Please let me know what you think and tell others about us on social media. This podcast was originally broadcast live on Northumberland 89.7 FM. You can hear this show live every Friday at noon. Thank you for downloading this program, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, I'm Robert Washburn, and welcome to Consider This Northumberland, a current affairs program dedicated to the issues facing our community. We talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life in Northumberland County. So I'm asking you, the listener, to take some time out of your busy day to consider this. For those who have lost loved ones during the pandemic, it is truly difficult in a distinctive way. The ability to be with those at the end of life was not straightforward. Policies, regulations, even requirements limiting funerals have made it harder to grieve. Based in Northumberland, Grief Stories is an organization dedicated to helping people suffering with the loss of dear ones. As you will hear, it is not a counseling service, yet it is meant to provide opportunities to share grief with others who are also going through the process. It operates on a $20,000 annual budget with volunteers from a variety of backgrounds and expertise. With a grant from Northumberland United Way, Grief Stories launched a new program to help those dealing with loss during the pandemic. Liz Warmland, a project manager with the organization, will tell us about this initiative and much more. Here is that interview. I'm so pleased to have with me today Liz Warmland, project manager for Grief Stories. Welcome to Consider This. Hey, Rob, thanks so much for having me on. Let's uh, give us a brief overview before we get into the specifics. What is Grief Stories? Great question. Grief Stories is a, a newly uh, charitable organization, officially. Um, that's something that just happened in the past year, uh, in May of 2021. Um, it's an organization that really aims to share people's stories of grief. Um, all of these are free resources. Uh, I'll give you a little more background on the organization in a moment, but in a nutshell, it's all just about sharing stories through short videos, through podcasts, and also through blog posts. Let's get into that background because I think that's important. When was it founded and why? Yeah, so it was back in 2017. Um, one of the co-founders of the organization, his name is Sean, uh, he had lost his wife to a really aggressive form of breast cancer. Uh, and this was a woman who was just absolutely his soulmate. Everything I hear about her, she sounds like just, just a, a gift to this world, just an amazing person who he really loved a lot. Um, so he, he lost her and, and found that he was waking up consistently at like three in the morning every night. Um, and you know, that's not a great time to be awake and not feeling super great uh, because it's hard to, to do things that you might do during the day when you're, you're feeling really down and, and in your grief. Um, you know, you can't really just call a friend and be like, hey, I need to talk or like, I just need to go for a walk or a lot of the strategies that you might use, just they're not as, as available. Um, so he started to look online for stories that he could relate to. So he didn't feel so alone in what he was going through. Um, and what he would find was that there were lots of blog posts and lots of written content about grief, um, but he just couldn't concentrate, especially at three in the morning. Like the last thing he wanted to do was sit and read a whole blog post. Um, and he's a filmmaker. So 
he was really looking for, you know, just short few minute long films, little videos uh, that he could could use to feel more connected um, and, and grounded in, in his, you know, really intense feelings. So he really had a hard time finding that. And I guess he mentioned that to um, the other co-founder of the organization, Rob Quartley, who's also a filmmaker and, and a good friend of his. And, and Rob said, you know, Sean, why don't we, uh, why don't we make some, some films for people like you? This is, you know, how we work through our stuff and, and let's see if this works. Um, so they just started making these short videos, talking to people about their stories of grief uh, and, and started putting them on a website. And that since has become uh, a library of about 500 short videos. Um, there's, you know, I guess about almost two years worth of podcast episodes now um, and, and quite a number of blog posts as well that are just people sharing their stories of grief, um, which is, is really great because it it allows people to um, it allows people to have this reciprocal exchange of sharing their stories, which can feel really cathartic. Cathartic. It can be um, also really helpful for people to be able to just connect on both sides of that camera. So they're just little, you know, few minute videos that people are are addressing straight to the camera. Um, I've started to to help with making some of the videos since I've come on board, and I just tell people, you know imagine that you're looking into this camera on your phone or your computer or however you're recording it and and imagine that it's three in the morning and you're talking to someone who is awake and feeling some of the things that you might have felt um so then as of uh, may 2021 grief stories became an official registered charity um so now there's a board of directors and uh Recently, we got some funding through Northumberland United Way to do a project specifically about grief in the pandemic. Why are we hearing about it now and we haven't heard about it sooner? I think that there are pockets of the community that have heard about it. Um, there, there have been, uh, there's been a pretty significant connection with Greenwood Coalition, for example. Um, there's, there's a lot of overlap with the folks who are involved with grief stories and, and with Greenwood. Um, I know that some of the films have been shown at um, Imaginate in the past, uh, which is a kind of like a Greenwood version of TED Talks. Um, it, it, it's it's out there, uh, but I think that it's it's been something that has been it's it's a bunch of content creators, right? So it's people who are really great at creating amazing content, um, and then there's that other half of the equation that comes with content creation, which uh, is the pushing it out into the world part. Um, it also, you know, the the shift to getting that charitable charitable status um, is significant. Like that was a lot of work to get there, uh, and there's also been a, a a real want to make sure that there is a lot of uh, high quality content that's available before we really push it out into the world, but we're there now. For those who may not fully appreciate, how is the creation of a video and viewing these videos helpful? Yeah, I think it really comes down to that connection piece. Um, you know, I'm a big believer that that disconnection is what drives a lot of the things in, in our society that um, are challenging, you know, as far as mental health and addiction and grief. So explain to me more about how sharing stories is an important process within the the 
stages of grief? Mm -hmm. So with grief, it can feel really lonely. Um, and yet it's also this incredibly universal experience. You know, you're, you're quite hard pressed to find most anyone who has never experienced grief. Um, you know, it, death is a part of life. Uh, so when people are experiencing that, um, it can be really helpful to find stories that that we can relate to and also to share the stories like that's something that I really love about grief stories is that really re reciprocal exchange. Um, it really works well on on both sides of things, and when you have 500 videos, you get so many different stories and so many different experiences, so there really is kind of something for everyone available on the website. Um, and I mean at this point like we're putting out a few different uh, videos a week anyway. Um, it's, it really moves quite quickly, which is incredible. Um, the other thing about grief is that it can, it can be something that like our culture is not actually super fantastic at, at dealing with. We, you know, we're very, we're very busy, go, go, go kind of culture, um, which is hard when you're grieving because everything kind of stops and slows down and, um, and there's waves that come and go like it's such a non-linear thing that everyone experiences kind of differently so when people are able to take a moment even if it's just you know two minutes to watch a video uh, about something that they can relate to um whether that's a specific story or someone you know sharing what what kind of strategies they use to cope with their grief there's kind of all these different bits and moving pieces um where like i said there's just there's something for everyone there there may be some people listening who believe they don't need help. They will handle grief in their own way. What would the people behind grief stories say to them? I mean, that's that's kind of part of why grief stories exist. Um, it, you know, it's really easy for people to say, oh, you're grieving? Go to therapy. Um, and that's great. And, you know, I mean, I'm a huge advocate for therapy. I think that everyone should go to therapy all the time. But that's not financially accessible to everyone. And especially during the pandemic, um, every social worker or therapist I know is so booked, like the wait lists are just wild. Like, it's just not something everyone is able to access, or like you mentioned, interested in accessing, it just may not be the right fit for everyone at the right time. Um, so the cool thing about grief stories is that people are able to engage um, in their own space or whatever space makes sense to them. They're able to um, use whatever time they want. If that you know is listening to a two minute video and that's it, uh, then that's an option. And if they want to listen to a half an hour long podcast, that's an option. Or if they wanna sit on the website for four hours straight and consume as much content as they can, then they can. Or if it's three in the morning and that's the only time it comes up where they think maybe maybe I do want some form of connection or, or some way to relate or, you know, some, some sharing of strategies for coping. Um, it's there and it's free and, and it's there anytime. So how is this then different from other grief counseling services, like the ones that you see advertised by funeral homes or mental health organizations, or as you mentioned, uh, counseling services, psychiatrists, psychologists, yeah, so grief stories um, is not a counseling service. Um, we're we're about sharing stories and and not um, counseling in, in a way that is you know back and forth. We do have um, multiple healthcare providers, including social workers, uh, on our team. 
um, and everything that goes on the website is vetted through them. Um, so there's there's going to be hopefully nothing that is like overtly harmful to anyone um, or, you know, it, this content does obviously have the potential to be triggering, um, but I don't think it's inherently triggering. That's that's not the goal of what we're creating. Um, so that's that's kind of what it is. It's it's just it's stories. Uh, and we believe in the power of sharing stories and exchanging stories. Um, so I guess that's how it's different. It's it's not counseling. It really does, uh, or is meant anyway, to empower people to um, engage in whatever capacity makes sense for them at the time. How many people in Northumberland are there that need this type of service? And how do you know there is this need? Well, um, we know that there's a need because we do hear from people who are engaging with the content. Um, and, and gosh, we never have a hard time finding people who want to share their stories either. Um, you know, we put an open call out for the, for the pandemic specific project that we're working on. Um, and gosh, the amount of people who reached out or who, you know, connected to us with someone they knew or even just the team ourselves, you know, um, K-Tori is, is uh, kind of co-directing this project with me. And um, we sat down one time and, and opened a spreadsheet and said, okay, who can you think of who might be interested in sharing their story? And we generated a list of like 20 people within 10 minutes, um, like I mentioned. Grief is such a universal experience. Everyone has lost someone at some point. Um, so we, we know that it's something that's always happening. The other thing that I would say about the need um, and about the, the amount of people who engage with the content is, um, yeah, I've worked with tons of different local charities. Um, and I never have had such an easy time of getting people interested in this content um, or in the content of, of whatever it is that I'm working on at the time. It's been a really, really noticeable difference to me. Um, it, it's, it's always been the kind of thing where, you know, I'll, I'll reach out to folks in the media like yourself and say, hey, this is what I'm working on right now. And, you know, I'll get interest and you've always been supportive, which is great. But this is the kind of thing that people just jump right on because I think everyone can relate to it on some level. I'd like to talk about this thing. You've made several references to it and I'd, I'd like to hear more about it. And that's this pandemic project. Can you tell us a bit about the background and what it is all about? Yeah, so um, we're calling it Coping in the Pandemic. Uh, it's, it's a page available on our website now. Um, so it happened quite organically and, and Grief Stories was really um, quite uniquely positioned going into the pandemic because it was at the point where we just had kind of um, like really established the, the website and we're working on the charitable status and, and really we're getting quite a lot of content on the website at that point. And um, it, we already were working virtually. This is already a, a website-based thing. Um, so, you know, doing some of the interviews, like videos, for example, definitely had to go virtual, um, whereas, uh, like, Rob used to go into, you know, go and meet people and, and film them in person. So that has shifted a bit, but we were already set up really well um, to be able to respond during the pandemic uh, and, and to certainly distribute the content um, virtually. 
So that's kind of cool. Like we already really had that framework in place. Uh, so it translated really easily. And then naturally as the, the pandemic went on, we got more and more stories of grief um, that were really uniquely impacted by the pandemic. Um, so the, the team ended up applying for a grant through United Way and that was a successful application. Um, they've been incredibly supportive. Uh, so, so through that funding, we're able to really put a lot of energy behind developing content specifically about the pandemic. And some of the things that have come out of that that are really interesting are, um, you know, talking about managing funerals and memorials over the pandemic. Um, I've heard people sharing stories about, you know, losing folks in their life and not being able to be with them at the end of their lives um, and what that has done for their grief process and and not being able to gather with people at a funeral or you know not knowing whether it was appropriate to attend the funeral because numbers had to be kept to a, a certain level um, but you know wanting that to to be able to be part of their grief process or or wanting to gather with friends and family to just you know gosh sit down and tell stories about someone who they've lost, you know, that can be really healing for a lot of people. And, and that's been something that hasn't been able to happen um, on the same level as it used to through the pandemic. So those are just a few examples of some of the stuff that's coming up. Um, it, it's it's definitely uniquely impacted the way that people are grieving. And, and we just figure that it is worth giving time and space to. When you go to your website, uh it's very noticeable that there are a lot of other resources uh, on uh, there and available. Can you tell us about these? I noticed there's a blog, there's something called coping tools, resources, links to cr uh, crisis organizations. Can you describe these and, and why they're significant? Yeah, so like I said, the goal is really that we have something for everyone. So, you know, I mentioned the way that we were founded, Sean just, you know, didn't really um, identify with reading blogs about people's grief stories. He really needed that video content. Um, some people are the opposite. I'm the opposite. Like, I don't always necessarily want to watch a short video at three in the morning, you know, especially if I'm like nursing my baby. Uh, I would rather read a blog. Um, so it, there really is kind of something for everyone. The other thing I would say too about all of the content on the website is, um, it, like I mentioned, we are not a, a we're not counseling. Um, we're about sharing stories, uh, but we also recognize that some people who are sharing, uh, who are consuming these stories um, and and listening to and reading to these stories, um, they may want or need to access uh, more counseling oriented sources. Um, so we want to be able to kind of connect people with the appropriate outlets. I wanted you to take a moment and talk about the people involved. So Sean, uh, Danby and Rob Quartley are the co-founders. Um, and Rob also serves as the executive director. They both have a background in filmmaking. Um, they've, they've, they're both just like incredibly impressive people. Uh, if, if anyone goes to the website after hearing this and, and looks them up and, and does a little bit of a Google about either of those men, they are um, incredibly skilled and talented people. And they're also deeply compassionate people. Um, are, are they from Northumberland? Yeah, so 
Rob is. Uh, Rob lives uh, in Northumberland, and I don't know Sean as well, so I can't answer that about him. <laughs> um, Maureen Pollard is a registered social worker, uh, and, and she also hosts the podcast. Uh, highly recommend checking out the Grief Stories podcast. It actually just got added to a list um, for, for being one of the best grief podcasts, um, which I can send you a link to that uh, after we get off here. She, is, she focuses really largely in grief. Um, one of her main focuses is um, actually about um, helping families navigate loss, including pregnancy and infant loss, child death, suicide loss, uh, homicide loss, and sudden or accidental death. Um, she's she's really like in quite a, a niche as far as um, uh, infant and child loss and pregnancy loss. Um, there's, there's not a ton of people in Northumberland who do the work that she does uh, in that realm. Uh, she is fantastic and also just an incredibly creative person. She's got a couple of books out. Um, one is a memoir about her own experience of recurrent pregnancy loss. Um, and I mean, that was that was something that I connected with on a very deep level. Uh, and she also has a novel, like she's just, she's amazing. Um, Kay Tori is a volunteer, um, but man, she is, she is like just a force. She's got, uh, she's an incredibly um, active person in the community. Uh, she has been involved with Northumberland Players. She's been involved with Greenwood Coalition. Like she's really a very connected person in this community. Um, we've got a communications manager, Ariel. Uh, and Amy Tedford also is a volunteer. Sharon Spencer is a social service worker um, who works in, in mental health and addictions specifically. She's also worked in a community hospice. Um, so everything I'd mentioned earlier, everything goes through our healthcare team. Um, so, so these folks who are professionals and who deal with grief uh, in their jobs on a regular basis, um, they kind of go through everything, which is really helpful, you know, as, as someone who's kind of going through and making some of the videos, um, it, it's been really cool to get some of their feedback, um, which is often very subtle, you know, it's, it's, I wonder about changing the title from advice to things that might help which seems like a really subtle difference, but it can be perceived so differently when you're a person who is in a, a stage of grief where, gosh, maybe advice feels really abrasive. And if that stops someone from wanting to access the content that may otherwise be helpful, um, we just don't want those kind of blocks. So having their perspective is incredibly helpful. There is no doubt that there must be some costs associated with doing all this work. How is the Grief Stories funded? Um, so primarily through donations, and I would absolutely encourage anyone who is hearing this or who has, um, you know, checked out any of the content and found it useful uh, to to please go to the website and consider donating. Uh, that is that is definitely a major way that that we do get funded, um, and we do also. Uh, get the occasional grant, which is fantastic. Um, again, Northumberland United Way has been so supportive of our pandemic project or coping with the pandemic, um, coping with grief in the pandemic project. 
Uh, okay, how much money did you get from the United Way? $5,000. And does anyone on staff get paid? It's primarily a volunteer run organization. All right, so what can we expect coming in the future? So in the future, um, you know, we're, we're always posting more content. If people are interested in keeping up with the podcast, um, it's available on all of the kind of podcasting apps, wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, you know, iTunes and, and Spotify and all that good stuff, uh, SoundCloud. Um, so you can always subscribe to, uh, to that and we get new ones coming out really quite regularly. The video content also comes out all the time. Um, if people specifically want to keep up to date with that, you can just keep checking back on the website. We do have a page, um, Coping with Grief in the Pandemic, which I will send you a link to, uh, and that's going to be updated regularly. Um, and we also do have social media. So if people are wanting to keep up with things, we do have Instagram and Facebook um, and also Twitter. And we will post as we, we post new content, which is happening all the time, all on there. Liz Warmland, I want to thank you so much for talking to me today. Thank you so much for talking to me. That was Liz Warmland, Project Manager for Grief Stories. I want to thank my guests this week for talking to me. And I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in today. Please join me again next week when we will talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life and Northumberland County. So please tune in. If you would like to listen or share this or any podcast, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. There you will find past podcasts, news, and other information about life and politics in Northumberland County. Or you can go to the radio station's website at northumberland897.ca. I'm Robert Washburn. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen in, and I hope over the week you will continue to consider this. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Consider This. If you have any comments or would like to suggest a story, please contact me at considerthisnorthumberland at gmail.com, or you can message me on Facebook at Consider This. If you enjoyed this podcast or are looking for more news and information about Northumberland County, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. That's consider-this.ca. And don't forget to share. And again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for more from Consider This.